me! What are you doing? Help me! Joe, the pack's wasted! It's over! What is wrong with you? We can still do this! Jesus Christ, listen to yourself! You're obsessed! You've never seen what that thing is! There's no talk to you about this! You've never seen it! You've never seen it miss this house and miss that house and come after you! Christ, Joe, is that what you think it did? You just forget it. You don't understand, okay? You'll never know. When's it gonna be enough, huh? How close do you have to get? Talk to me. Joe, things go wrong. You can't explain it. You can't predict it. Killing yourself won't bring your dad back. Sorry he died, but it was a long time ago. You gotta move on. Stop living in the past and look at what you got right in front of you. What are you saying? Me, Joe. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Oh, man, I love this movie. Oh, so good. Love it. Everybody out there, listeners, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that made, made us gay. So, Pete, we're doing another yes. movie from 1996 because we did Scream last week. Yes, we did. And we are doing Twister. Oh, my also, God. Also, that came out in 1996, released May 6th, 1996, directed by Jan DeBont, starring Helen Hunt, Love it. Bill Paxton, Jamie Gertz, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Todd Field. Oh, my God. So many people. So many great people. And we had old friends of ours from the podcast. You might remember them from our Never Been Kissed episode. Yes, Amy Fox and Jessica Granger. Yay. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the sh- welcome back to the show. I should welcome say. back to the show. Um, we are not with you in person, but via satellite because <laughs> you guys are yeah, in Montana. Totally, oh my goodness! How are you guys holding up in this time? Pretty well. I think it's been great. Um, <laughs> we've been having a lot of fun actually, watching a lot of movies and playing pinball. So, oh awesome! Yeah, it's actually been a lot of fun. You have a pinball machine. It's a tabletop one that That's is cool. put together with cardboard. Nice. But Target pinball. Love it's it. Red. Yeah. Love it. I'm going to buy one. I saw your uh, your camping trip that you were on last week. That looked like really – that looked like a lot of fun. I was <laughs> oh jealous God. of that. We found the best spot. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right next to the water. Nobody anywhere near us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. we're not in tornado season, so you didn't have to worry about that. Is it, yes. <laughs> is it technically tornado season though? In Tornado Alley though? Isn't tornado um, season like kind of like oh, I don't know. midsummer? Yeah, yeah, it oh. is. Ooh. Um it's scary. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to draw on my Montana knowledge or not yeah. sorry, my Oklahoma knowledge. <laughs> sure. Because all of my family is from Oklahoma and lives in Oklahoma. Which is, like, but which is where this movie is set. Midsummer through fall. Yeah. Midsummer yeah. through fall. So They've they've already had um, a huge storm down there where they had grapefruit sized hail, which like destroyed roofs and broke out windows and stuff. So wow, Ooh. that sounds crazy. Okay, so since we're yeah. doing the movie Twister, do you two remember summer of nineteen ninety nine, the tornado that went through our hometown of Lewistown? Because <laughs> yes. I remember it. It was a big deal. It was awful. So before that, I was terrified of tornadoes because of all of my storm movies, but then I fell in love with them. 
Now, do any of you remember what uh, what number tornado it was on the on the I famed Fujita scale? Maybe one or two. I, so, hey, it knocked down that one dude's yeah. house. Yeah. So, my, so my parents <laughs> called it a my parents called it a microburst. I don't know if that's ah, sure true or not. Sure, like it wasn't quite like a full tornado, but it was sort of like in between. Yeah, like blowing winds and tornado. Yeah, hmm. that makes so, sense. I actually have a fun. Well, not fun. I have a fun <laughs> tornado story. So, when my mom was pregnant with my sister. She was in the middle of a tornado because, like I said, we're all from Oklahoma. And, like, she went to go and get into the shelter, and they had already closed the door to the shelter. Oh, my God. And so she was standing out there pregnant, banging on the door, trying to get them to hear her yelling to let her in over the sound of the tornado. Wow. I mean, obviously they did, but that's that's the only tornado story I have in my family. That's that a pretty a, significant That is a scene out of yeah. the opening of this movie, probably. That's full on, yep. like, Dorothy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why Dorothy had to go and, like, hide in her bedroom and got hit on the head. We yep. got a twist up. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like where we're from, it's just sort of on the edge of Tornado Alley. It's like you get them in eastern Montana, but they're not. You don't see them all that much, but you do see them, though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. More but, recently at 10. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big ones. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I really wanted to do this movie just because I feel like this movie has a very specific cult status, especially with the gay community. Like, gay <laughs> men, I feel like if you ask them about this movie, if and you're women. out at a bar and gay women, you will oh, just absolutely. get people <laughs> raving about how iconic Helen Hunt is in this movie. <laughs> Would you two agree? Oh, my first crush ever, <laughs> and still my forever crush. <laughs> As Joe in this movie, or just in general? Well, my first introduction was as Joe in this okay. movie, and then now in general, yeah, I would die <laughs> to see her. <laughs> I would take that twister for her. <laughs> Oh my god! This is the second appearance from Helen Hunt on our podcast. Yes, we did. She appeared on "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," and I like to think this is in Pete. I'd like to think this is in the cinematic universe of of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." (laughs) That this is after Lynn Stone uh, finished DTV as the new Ricky, and she became a A uh, storm, a tornado chaser, storm chaser. Okay, or is this what Helen Hunt's character did when Tom Hanks was marooned on that island? (laughs) <laughs> yes he was All cast he cast away so she decided i'm starting a new life i'm gonna go chase tornadoes with bill paxton with bill paxton okay yes bill paxton I think that's pretty accurate works for me bill paxton serving major dill fives in this movie too <laughs> <laughs> this is true um yeah so i mean helen hunt in this movie i feel like jo- does joe have a last name we'll figure it out but i feel like her character <laughs> of joe the tornado hunter in this movie to me, I always kind of saw her as not necessarily like a lesbian character or like a coded gay character, but I definitely saw that like gay girls would fully just be like, oh yeah, this bitch. Oh, this is the one. Yes. <laughs> Especially like before you knew you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. 
So that's who I want to be like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to be just like Dr. Joe Harding. <laughs> Joe Harding. Yeah, Harding. tornadoes for a long yeah. time. Oh, you, my God. Me and really? my, little, my little pre-gay self, you know, I was 10 and 96. And I was like... God, I really like her the way that she's dressing. Like, I really like that white tank top coveralls. Yeah. Like, some like, down some like cargo pants and you're ready to Look, go. That's nice. Yeah, I love it. She has that sweet Jeep. That oh, like, what did we figure oh, out that that Jeep, that Jeep is? Yeah. Okay, that so, they wreck in the movie. So we looked it up. A 19, it's a 1983 Jeep pickup truck. When he Googled, you know, Helen Hunt's car from, from Twister, 1983 Jeep pickup truck. Sh- comes up so i googled that even further and it's called a jeep honcho which is like the gayest oh, name for a car nice. ever honcho, which <laughs> so fits her and she's been driving around this honcho since 83 as a storm oh, yeah. chaser yeah. <laughs> it took her full-on like 13 years to finally wreck it Exactly. <laughs> yeah. beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was Bill Paxton who drove it into the ditch. I feel oh, like yeah, if Joe was did, driving, I was just gonna say she did not wreck it. When he ran into that yeah. bridge, <laughs> when I ran into that bridge, I'm like, fuck, Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> did you really have to take out the front end of that of that truck? Yeah. But if you look no at the airbags. front, if you look at the front oh, no. end after it ran in, like it still held up pretty well, even oh, totally. though it had just run into a bridge. Oh like, yeah. It, yeah. It was still all in one piece. I love it. Yeah, that's 80s to 80s build for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the idea that, you know, when you're a certain age, like queer kid, and you're not really sure about what's going on, and you don't really put a name or a label on it yourself, but you see these characters that you're just like, I, I really dig that. I really dig that person and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's something where, like you guys were saying, like, that's what I want to be. You know, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, yeah. you know, Scott in the Scream episode was talking about having pictures of like Nev Campbell on the wall and like Buffy mm-hmm. Summers and being like, these are my crushes. <laughs> yeah. but, but really, like later on, they're just like divas that we, yes. <laughs> that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, re- I remember that Scott and I used to talk about Sarah Michelle Geller in like, oh, yes, seventh grade. I'm sure I that it was probably like. during art class or something or like English, probably ta- yep. talking about what was happening on like season three of Buffy. Yeah, because I was reading the books at the time oh, with it. the photograph insert. I remember us trading books of Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer. Like, I want to yes. say in eighth grade science. Were they... Full- yeah, yeah, exactly. That was it, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful color photos. Full, full in color the photos of right in the center of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... And I feel like right now, um, something about... Like, it's one of those things where... You know, I took my brother. I'm a little bit older than everybody here, so I took my brother, who's about your guys' age, mm-hmm. to the theater to see this movie um, in '96. Uh, we were actually on a family vacation in Laughlin, Nevada. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and there was nothing for us to do because we were kids. So I took him to the movies and we saw Twister, and I immediately liked it because it was like you know from the people that brought you Jurassic Park and Michael Jurassic. Crichton and written by J- Michael Crichton yeah. and directed by Jan Debont, who was hot off of Speed. Yes. He left pre-production of Godzilla to make this oh, movie. Interesting. Cuz I want to say oh, that really? he was going he was going around over budget issues with Godzilla, so he sure. left the movie to film this for Amblin. Sure. 
And like hmm. me seeing it at the time as a teenager, I I just went into it like, you know, the special effects and the sound effects and all this stuff. And then I see, you know, I see Helen Hunt. I'm like, she's amazing. The soundtrack is kind of crazy. It's a little VH1 for me, <laughs> but you know, it's it's good. And I just. Uh, we bought the tape like at Costco or something like the VHS mm-hmm. and like we had that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that like me and my brother would watch it all the time. And I just have this mm-hmm. memory of this movie. And then Scott like fully just loves it. And it's, it's just kind of creeping in every now and then to conversation. Yeah. And it, I guess mm-hmm. like everybody freaking loves this movie and I had no clue. So yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I read, I read something recently I don't know, and I mean, Scott, you'll be able to tell me if this is true because you know sure. everything about movies that's <laughs> ever been made ever. Um, but wasn't Twister the number one movie in 1996? I mean, at the Probably. time, it was one of Warner Brothers' most successful movies that they had ever made. Yeah. So it yeah. it grossed worldwide 495 million worldwide, huh. and for like mid 90s numbers, that's pretty good. Sure. I would imagine yeah. adjust, adjusted for inflation, that probably hits around like seven hundred. Yeah. Um. So every everyone that we know has seen this movie. Yes. Every like everyone in our age, everything has seen yeah. this movie, and I know that Amy was giving me shit about this, but I had the soundtrack <laughs> to Twister. I listened and to the soundtrack. She, and she posted on about this like on Facebook, and Scott's like, "Oh yeah, I also had that soundtrack." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I was like, yes, validation. Someone else besides me has this. I mean, this soundtrack has some like bangers from the Goo Goo Dolls on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our Tori, friend, Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Another reason that this is like. <laughs> it's just missing, like, uh, what what was her name with, like, the crazy dr- Ani DeFranco? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ani, she she needed yeah, to be on there somewhere. Ani, Ani DeFranco was, was already booked for the My Best Friend's Wedding soundtrack. Oh, so yeah. she had prior commitments. <laughs> true, but you, true. But you know what's funny about this movie is that I have younger coworkers who are probably 20, 21 years old. And I remember just at work us talking about Twister. And they're just like, never, never seen it. So there yeah. are generations of people that are like sort of millennials now that yeah. don't really have a context for it. Like they were mm. way too young when it came out in 96. Well, I think with the like 90s like boom that's going on right now, you know, you don't see like a Twister t-shirt like at Target or Hot Topic, you know? No. Next, yeah. next to like people, the Jurassic people are Park. getting together to have Twister parties, right? Yeah, and like the, they're not, <laughs> which they should. I mean, but I feel like it's probably yeah. because it didn't start off like a franchise like Jurassic Park had like a million movies Friends yes. was like 10 seasons you know all mm-hmm. these like 90s you know throwbacks that are big right now there's a lot for everybody to latch on to and you know Jurassic mm-hmm. Park had kids in it and like all this stuff and Twister was I don't know maybe it was more like a grown up movie or something but it just it's not being part of the like 90s reboot club mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so if there was like I would. I don't know. Maybe I would buy a Twister T-shirt if I saw it at like at Target or Hot Topic. Yeah, it would just be the poster, I guess. I just want that image box. of that uh, reveal of Joe when she sees uh, the Bill Paxton character, uh-huh. and it's that his name's also Bill. Bill. Oh, yeah. oh wow, I forgot. Uh, so when she sees Bill and she's like and she's like working on something on her truck, yeah, and you get that like upward reveal of her. 
Yes, and yeah. she has this beautiful blonde feathered hair. <laughs> See, now I would again like there there are a lot of movies that I'm like I would pay serious money to see a lesbian remake of this. Yes. Like I feel like Twister is already three quarters of the way. <laughs> it's almost there. A lesbian remake. Yeah, like, you could easily gender swap the Bill character. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you've got you've got Helen Hunt and all of her amazing soft butch glory with yeah. the long hair and that coverall and the white tank top, and you know, and everyone else in her little crew is fabulous. Oh yeah. And so all they need is to replace. Bill Pullman <laughs> with a woman, and it's you know sure. e- even the Jamie Gertz character. It could be a lipstick lesbian. She is a she's oh, like a she's so a lipstick lesbian. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Like and like the, what the is her job? Suit. That cream suit that she wears the entire oh. movie. This like beautiful. Okay, you know what the hair is. What I decided the hair is. R- Jamie Gertz hair is Celine Dion at the Academy Awards for Titanic. Sure, when yeah. she mm-hmm. wore the blue dress with the with the heart of the ocean diamond Which, on it. Yes. It only would have been like a year and a half later. Yeah, so. she had that exact Jamie Gertz haircut. And let me just yep. say this about Melissa. My favorite character in the movie. <laughs> I feel I really bad. Melissa. I feel really bad for Melissa, and I think it's one of those roles that could go either shrewish or yeah. bitchy really easy. Because yes. yeah. I almost think that it, it kind of reads like that on the page. Yeah. But I think Jamie is just playing her so likable, and there's a lot yeah. of yeah. sort of you're sometimes on her side. You're she like, gets, well, she gets yeah. such a raw deal throughout this movie. Like she does. There are like, so many spots. Where I would have just been like, okay, wait a minute. No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to the hotel. This is cute. Have fun. Yeah. Call me when See, you're done. I respect her so much for having heard the interaction between Bill and Joe on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you know what? This is a boundary I'm setting for myself. Like, I can't do this. You know, you are obviously in love with your ex. Like, I'm just going to go back. Yeah. Like, this wouldn't have worked anyway. Like, she set a boundary for herself, and she let Bill know, which obviously he was never going to talk to her about it, because he's like, (laughs) oh, no, don't leave. But, like, he just professed it, like, basically professed his love for Joe, like, a scene earlier, (laughs) but plays the victim in this instance. I'm like, no, no, she recognizes her worth, and she's like, no, thank you. I'm going to go find someone who appreciates me and my intelligence for me. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, she is uh, a therapist. She's a, a reproductive, a reproductive therapist. therapist. So she knows <laughs> a little... violates HIPAA left and right. <laughs> and is just on call 24-7, apparently. <laughs> She's dropping patients' names. Oh, yeah. Their circumstances, discussing, like, doing therapy in front of other people. And me being a nursing student, like, the first thing I thought rewatching this was like, God, that is a huge violation of HIPAA. <laughs> that's amazing and also true (laughs) (laughs) but i love that like okay it's 1996 so the fact that she has a cell phone and is available and on call to this like ragtag group of like we don't have a nine-to-five job we don't answer to the man Mm -hmm. you know uh we're just a bunch of like hippies and like freaks and whatever so she is obviously like corporate america and you know total square and all that 
But I love that the whole idea is just, they're just like, oh, you're like a doctor. You're like a reproductive health therapist. Like, you help people to have children when they have like no other options. You fucking nerd. (laughs) It's so rude. Yeah. It's right. So and like, meanwhile, they're like, "We're all about the science. Yeah. We don't have corporate sponsorship because yeah. we're all about the science." Yeah. And then here's this woman who was like, "I am all about the science and helping people," and they're like, "Yeah, like fuck you." Yeah. It's like so. <laughs> and your green suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I wanted. We have to talk about this whole like idea of the fact that there is this rival group that is about corporate sponsorships mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So where where are heroes getting their money from? Did they say something about grants? It would have to be like a grant from a from college like, yeah, or something. Yeah, are they like no. Are they all still yeah. in college? I mean, yeah, it, it has to be like a low like a low level grant from somewhere to get yeah. all that satellite and computer equipment. Yeah. Which I mean, they they are running on non Wi Fi capability. Yeah. It's all off the satellite. Yes. Yeah. So I mean it, it, they have to have some kind of money. Yeah. But obviously not nearly as much as the guys who are all outfit in I don't know what make and model all of the black vehicles <laughs> are in, but I know it's that. not Dodge because Dodge has oh yeah specific rights to the red trucks. So. <laughs> I mean that was a really nice red. That was a really nice Dodge pickup. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did research on that Dodge because as I remember it when I was a little kid, I remember my dad saying something about this is like a two hour long Dodge commercial. <laughs> it kind of is. And, He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And so I looked it up. It was a Ram. Actually, there there is le- there is legitimacy to that because in 93 so actually like 93 going into 94 and it was a 95 dodge truck in the movie sure like they like they had just remade the dodge they put that new style on the front end that made it look at look more like a long-haul truck and they put that grill on there so that was them like promoting their new body style like new high-powered engine all that stuff and actually like in that year Dodge tripled their sales from previous years. Oh my years. god! I could see why. So yeah. they got the truck before it was available to the public. Then, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, and I'm sure that. So my friend Joe, who I call him my gay dad, because like, <laughs> he he's a writer for Auto Trader. I'm sure he's going to be contacting me to tell me the exact specs of everything about that Dodge <laughs> truck. <laughs> That's what I found in my research before ah. coming on the so, I believe yeah. it's a – is it a Dodge Ram? Is it a Ram truck? Yes. Yeah. It is, a, it is a Dodge Ram truck. Yeah. And those things are gigantic. Yeah. And, okay, so the whole uh, backstory about, you know, Bill Paxton's character – I think his name is Bill because uh, I feel like Jamie Gertz calls him Billy. Yeah. Um, yes, she does. So his whole backstory is that he was part of the ragtag group of, like, crunchy, hippie, you know mm-hmm. – uh, storm chasers and then he left to get a job being a weatherman and everybody is just like oh you're a sellout or whatever corporate sellout yeah <laughs> but even but even you know uh carrie always is just like oh like i enjoyed your last weather report so like yeah. even he's talking shit about him being a weatherman yeah, like it's faux science like meteorology is i mean faux yeah. i think it's the idea that he's just reading off a teleprompter He's not out there doing and the real work. And he's not out there 
like yeah. putting his like sleeves up and chasing tornadoes. But I'd be like, you know what, y'all can suck it because I just rolled up in the seventy thousand dollar Dodge Ram truck. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Bill, so eat it. Bill has like There's a no retirement purpose. going on with the TV station. Yeah, he has like a pension. He's set, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a pretty truck. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I also remember when she goes, you, uh, that you got insurance on that thing? You got full coverage? You got full coverage? And he goes, a liability only. And I'm like, li- the only way you can get liability only is if your car's paid off. That car was brand fucking new. He paid he paid cash for like a $70,000 ride. Right. That's, I thought that too. I was like, how do you have liability only on this brand new Dodge Ram thing? And why would you... Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he paid cash for it because now he's a corporate sellout. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because he had the money to pay for it, so he, he just paid cash. cash. Yeah. And then you can only then you can choose that option. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I'm not the I'm love that I'm not the only person who like heard that and was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've purchased a new vehicle before. <laughs> yes, yes. Mine I, is three years old, yeah. and I have full coverage on yeah. it because I have a lot of payments left on that car. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he comes back to you know get the divorce papers signed because mm-hmm. Joe doesn't want to s- pretty much send it to him or getting him like like curried. They want Bill to come and pick up the papers. Yeah, she can't like curry them to him. So okay, so she does this sneaky thing because we see that she's wearing her wedding ring still. Yes. And she does this sneaky thing where she takes off like this gigantic like college ring or something (laughs) (laughs) and puts it on her wedding ring finger to like cover it up like, oh, this will disguise it. (laughs) It's a different ring. This is my class ring. Yeah. (laughs) Like who's wearing this giant college? I'm I'm assuming it's a college ring. There are college rings. That's a thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 There, there are. are. There so, are. Yeah. Same company is J- Jostens. Jostens. <laughs> I, mean, Jostens. Yeah, I, mean, yes. I mean, they're all a scam. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I hope it's a college ring because it would be even weirder if it was a high school ring. High school. Unless ring. It, yeah. unless it was like her dad's high school ring or something. Yeah. But then she, yeah. Oh yeah. But then she'd true. be wearing it on a on a like a like a on ball a link chain sure. like yeah. with dog tags, which she would probably yeah. have underneath Typically. her. Yeah. So. Hmm. I am going to ruin a little bit of movie drama sure. for everybody because I've been divorced in the past. <laughs> so if someone is refusing to sign paperwork, all you have to do is file a petition with the court saying that you can't reach them. And then they put an ad in the paper for, I think, like 14 days. Oh, and wow. if no one responds to it, then you're just automatically divorced. But wow. was that a thing back then? Yeah. It's, it yeah, has to be because that's been. that's like a super old timey kind of a law. Like that sounds like yes. well, if you say it yeah. three times out loud in a public square, then you're divorced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your marriage timed out, and at this time, yeah, yes. well. yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this little plot device of her still wearing her wedding ring reminded me a lot of the James Cameron the Abyss classic The Abyss yeah uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Ed Harris and um, isn't Bill Paxton in it mm, I'm just assuming that Bill Paxton's in it he's it's actually a, not it's, it's one Cameron of the movie. James Cameron movies he's not in but uh, Ed Harris is married to Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio another handsome woman another handsome 80s. woman you may remember her as Maid Marian in Robin Hood Prince of Tides <gasps> 
And yeah, <laughs> um, but the whole thing is they have a very similar dynamic that they are exes. They were married, but now they hate each other. Um, but he still keeps his wedding ring on. But mm-hmm. James Cameron, being the master screenwriter that he is, writes it into the story, and that it's like this kind of like titanium wedding ring, and they're on this like oil rig underwater, and these like hydraulic doors close, and Ed Harris jams his hand in the door, and it can't close because of the of the titanium wedding ring, and it like saves the day. And it's like becomes his whole plot point, and he like kisses the wedding ring, and then eventually they fall in love, like towards the end of this movie. Um, but they have a very similar dynamic uh, well, to, and to I these feel two like Bill didn't do that, like what you're saying, Jessica, because he's still hung up on her. So I think oh, there is yes. a part of Bill I that agree. does want to see her face to face. Yeah, too. they drove they drove all the way mm-hmm. out there to the middle of you know who knows where. To yeah. go find them, so they're probably just like, let's just get there's this There's a done. part of Bill that still wants to relive his glory days as a storm Oh, chaser. of course. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because yeah, this whole totally. thing with Dorothy, they'd been working on. I guess, yeah. unbeknownst to him, they're finished with it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they have it ready to go. And mm-hmm. I think that was well, just another... Well, four versions are ready to go. Yeah. I think, yeah. metaphorically, like... These big tornadoes reigniting the old flame. Oh, there you yes. go. <laughs> totally. I love that. Right? Yeah. Finishing yeah. the story on it. See, and you know, like a lesser script would have written it in there that it was like Melissa, like leading the charge mm-hmm. of like, you get that signed, you know? Yep, but exactly. I feel like. What they did with her and also it kind of reminded me a little bit of like my best friend's wedding. Remember Mm -hmm. like, okay, he's engaged to Cameron Diaz and you're like, but I love Julia and I Mm -hmm. want him to be with Julia. But then Cameron Diaz is so nice and so cute that you're just like, but I don't hate her. Like, yeah, yeah and, you can't hate her. Yeah, and Julia Roberts is kind of the asshole throughout this whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's very similar. It is very similar, except for you just can't hate Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah, her. yes, that's true. Just, that's true. She's so kind, and she tries to make that conversation, you know. Yeah, and then I mean, Bill's kind of the asshole. Then this, yeah, this is true. Bill is kind of like. Yeah, that's a weird situation because, like, maybe he should have just never have gone in the first place. I do love that Jamie Gertz does, Melissa does confront her in the cafe. And Helen's just like, check, please. (laughs) Very very early in the movie, she's just like, you're still in love with him straight out to her face. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I do I do love the Helen Hunt like class act there mm-hmm. where she like she doesn't engage. Yes. And Jamie Gertz doesn't get like super bitchy and dramatic. She's basically just like this is what I know and Helen Hunt is like okay, well, I'm going to pay for your coffee or lemonades or whatever. <laughs> and then we're going to go and then we're just going to leave this at that because, because she already well, she got the answer from the reaction yeah. to her saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not yeah, on reaction answer, yeah, yes. for sure. And this is also the scene where we kind of get a glimpse at Bill's kind of like true personality, whereas he interrupts like a live newscast to go beat up to go, <laughs> to go, <laughs> to go beat up and it, 
Princess Bride. Yeah, and it's like, I, <laughs> I get that he stole your idea and you came up with this, you know, you know, this machine or whatever, but it's like, hold your horses, dude. Like, really? Yeah. You're, yeah, you're going to do this on film, like on live TV, so they can fully like throw you in jail for assaulting someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. take a step back. Take uh, Count to ten. Well, and the comment that I made to Amy when we were watching it was, I was like, this is pretty, pretty typical for female scientists, is you see a male with corporate sponsorship taking credit for their work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why it works even better as a lesbian. (laughs) So I guess the idea is that Bill came up with the concept for Dorothy, but Joe actually executed it. She fucking built it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's good. Yeah. At least they gave gave her that. Um, We were checking IMDb as we were watching this and we discovered that Melissa and Joe, well, Jamie Gertz and Helen Hunt, I should say, were like 30 and 31 years old when they made this, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Jamie Gertz was like 30 and Helen Hunt was like 31. <laughs> oh my God. They look so much. Well, and how old were yeah. like, so More what mature. was that? The initial scene with Helen Hunt as a child. What year was that set in again? 62. Yeah. I can't remember what the so, age or like, wh- that what can't the be right. 62 is too late. Like that would have made yeah, her, like, that would have it- put her born in like, the late 50s that's not right yes well yeah so it because she was a small child like yeah. she was probably what like six or seven and mm-hmm. in the basement there so which would put her at like third over over her 30s in 1996 yeah so, that's, like, that's true the, the filming would be like maybe with what they were filming in that in that in that sense it would be like late 50s early 60s so that could fit if yeah. you yeah. weasel the numbers a i little mean bit. like like, there are no rules when it comes to actresses' actual age this and the rules that they play. <laughs> it's all sort of just a range. Yeah. But I, I was just curious, because at first when I, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, like, they put a woman in her mid-30s as the protagonist <laughs> yeah. in 1996. That's so awesome. So. Yeah. Huh. I, I, think think that, I think that she was born in 65. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So she's actually younger than they than the yeah, character, the yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like the super said sixty two. It could have said I may be just crazy and on crack, and maybe it said sixty eight. But I it it definitely was sixties. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was in the sixties. And yes. I think it was, and I think it was earlier. So I think it was like sixty two, sixty three. So yeah, they they yeah. aged her up, which is interesting. But hell, I mean, I bought it. She reads, like you said, she reads mid thirties in this movie. Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. that. Crazy and- that. Pete, she's only nine years removed from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yes. Girls Just Want to Have Fun was right. nine years like, prior to this. Around like 85 or so. So 11, 11 years. And she was on Mad About You as she was making the movie, right? Yeah. Con- yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. I read that she had to turn down Broken Arrow to do really? Twister. She was supposed to be the Samantha Mathis character of Broken Arrow. Ah, she made I the think right that, choice. I know. I think she made the right yeah, choice yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Twister was much bigger than Broken Arrow. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. <laughs> um, okay. So we haven't talked nearly enough about the crazy gang that Helen Hunt has, like, working with her. Okay. So we should probably go through all of them. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot. 
So, but we'll do them quick. We should uh, early movie appearance by Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think that he was pretty much yes. just in like the Dead Poet Society before this. Wow. Uh, yeah. As the gross, I don't even know what this guy does in this group. Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> I love you as an he's actor. The, he's the caboose. But yeah. And I don't, they never really show his like, his job. Like, because everybody has a specific thing that they do. Right. Yeah. And he's the cheerleader. Yeah. I love him. He's a cheerleader. He's got the great van. He's got the speaker with the music. Oh, my God. All that good stuff. Which is probably illegal to have, like, a speaker on your car, on your vehicle. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Endless VHS recordings of, of concerts. Yeah, he's just watching <laughs> he's just watching music videos and, like, old concert footage. Uh, maybe he's buying snacks for them. I don't know. I love the... I think that they're like the married couple, which is Todd Field. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you might remember Todd Field as the uh, blindfolded piano player from Eyes Wide Shut. He also oh, he also directed the movie Little Children and, and In the Bedroom. Todd Field. Okay. I think he's super cute in this movie. And he's always with the like shorter, only other woman in this movie. Yeah. And she's got, like, mm-hmm. glasses. I, I think they're, like, a couple. Yeah, they seem to be, like, a couple. And they he do, like, radar stuff. Down. He, he needed to be protected in the last scene. Oh. Shake black hair. He was the one that ducked oh, down. No, not, the not that guy. No. Oh. Oh, we're, that's we, the camera so guy. We, we, yeah, no, that, that's a different We were talking about the guy who, in the scene with the drive-in theater. Yeah. Who who works with a storm chaser ch- crew? Then it's part of the and is deathly afraid. Tries to hide in the bottom of a pickup truck. Yeah. He, oh, he, isn't it Jeremy Davis? It is Jer- Jeremy Davies. Davies. He, he yeah. was in Lost. Um, he is uh, the camera. He like runs a, a camera, so he films everything. Mm-hmm. That's his job. But and he and he works with these storm chasers, and he's deathly afraid of tornadoes. Because there yeah. are several instances of him just being like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, we got to leave. Like, it's coming. Like, we like shut up. Yeah. And then, yeah, he fully decides to get paralyzed in the, in the front seat of a truck. He's kind of the, yeah. he's kind of the shaggy of the group. <laughs> the shaggy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is he a little, yeah. he's a little stoned? Who doesn't always know how to properly clean his camera lenses. Sure. Because they have yes. grass in them. Yeah. And that also shows <laughs> another true. little another little bit of, like, Joe business and that she kind of has a hand in everything. Like she even knows mm-hmm. how to run like the video cameras, the, you know, the satellite stuff, like all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also mm-hmm. have Cameron yep. Fry from Ferris Bueller's day off. Whose mm-hmm. only job in this movie can be replaced with an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. It's very, very true. He's just, he's just a map reader. He can be replaced by Google Maps. But you have to remember totally that you always roll. Yeah. You roll and you do not fold the maps. Yeah, I don't know. Maps are usually folded in glove compartments. He got Definitely, some, they're still folded. He got some so big bug up his ass about rolling the maps. He doesn't, he doesn't like those creases, man. But then when you unroll it, it wants to roll back up on itself and you're in the front seat of a truck. That's not. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit too concerned about that. Yeah. Uh, one of our favorite characters is the pastor of the group. Preacher. Preacher. Who yeah. is like the preacher of tornadoes. Like, yeah. yeah. He's one that I don't know what he does. Yeah. This is just, I don't even know what kind of a stock character this is. He just well, listens to Wagner. And yeah. 
<laughs> and gets cut across the forehead uh, yeah. in the in the drive-in and like tornado. and like his name's his name's preacher and like he calls Bill the prodigal son and like he like refers to tornadoes as like the finger of God. He's like this like spiritual like, but also probably just stoned out of his mind. We have that clip of them talking about what type of tornadoes. Oh, this the clip where they describe the tornadoes oh, yeah. to Jamie Gertz. And he calls it the finger of God. I love this scene. Let's take a listen. No, that was a good-sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. See, now you've lost me again. It's the Fujita scale. It measures the intensity of a tornado by how much it eats. Eats? Destroys. A little uh, encounter we had back there is a strong F2, F3, maybe. Bet we see some F4s today. That'd be sweet. Four is good. Four will relocate your house fairly efficiently. (laughs) Is there an F5? What would that be like? The finger of God. None of you have ever seen an F5. Just one of us. They're all looking upstairs. As they look upstairs. So I, I'm well, such she's a... she's showering. Yeah. So I'm such a fucking nerd, and I'm just like so square but the song that is playing is a really good lisa loeb song <laughs> that she wrote for the movie so i would be the I was, person i was if just gonna ask what song is playing it's right called now? how <laughs> by lisa loeb in the nine stories oh. and i would be the one if i went to like a lisa loeb concert i would be yelling out play play the song from twister play how from twister <laughs> but i love twister. but i love fucking lisa loeb man wrote yeah. this mm-hmm. this like love song about Bill and Joe yeah. for the movie. Specifically yeah. about those two characters. That's just sort of a and it's throwaway... not tornado of love. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just sort of this like Should be. just this sort of throwaway <laughs> schlocky song of this movie. Sure. But it's so good though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like yeah. storm or tempest yeah. in the title. Yeah. I mean I, I definitely remember it from the soundtrack. That I rocked on repeat for several months. But. I just remember remember it from the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah I only remember it from yeah, the scene. I, I did. I did not have the soundtrack. I didn't have the soundtrack either. <laughs> so this scene is cool. It sets up. You know, it's her aunt. It's not her grandma. Aunt Meg. Aunt Meg. It's Sookie Stackhouse's. Sookie Stackhouse's aunt grandma from True Blood. Yes. Um. Th- so, I mean. I won't bother going into how annoying uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is in this movie. <laughs> oh, he's, he's the worst. He's so terrible. Like, why do they continually leave poor Melissa with Philip Seymour Hoffman? With Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. He's just so, like, that. annoying. You left him with Rusty? Yeah. What's, what's the matter with you? What the hell is wrong with you? We've got one other girl on this team you can, like, I mean, yeah. give her to her. They're singing like show tunes in the car. That, that like station <laughs> yeah. wagon where they're singing Oklahoma looks like the funnest car of the no, entire of the entire caravan. Like finishing each other's I yeah little that. verses. Although, is that the truck that has like the camper on the back that is like woefully unstable? Because they're yeah, oh my god, so <laughs> unstable. Every time they go around a sharp corner, it looks like it's about to fall off. And I'm like, what do you have in this camper? It can't still be on the shelves because. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they have anything in it. Yeah, it just, just doesn't seem like it's stable. Empty. 
<laughs> so they all go and like ingratiate themselves at Aunt Meg's house, and she's making full on like T bone steaks and mm-hmm. like and like fried eggs. Yeah, and mashed potatoes and gravy and this whole huge spread. Which I mean, like that—that that is a southern aunt thing. Yeah, that like, like that—that's that's just what you do if you are if you are the group aunt, right? She slash maternal figure in Oklahoma. Like, you have steaks ready, and you always have a reserve of mashed potatoes and gravy just in case your family comes over, and you just keep on replenishing that. She had those like, ready at, at a moment's like, notice. Oh, I need more mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say she probably has. <laughs> she probably has several, you know, uh, a refrigerator and a full freezer in the garage, stocked oh, yes. with just mm-hmm. meats. Real <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, yep. ready to go. I just I just always thought it was breakfast only because they were like frying eggs in the pan with the steaks. But I was like, I don't know who yeah. knows mashed potatoes. <laughs> who even knows? Like they talk about Aunt Meg's gravy and how it's basically its own food group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, We're close to whichever city starts with a W. Wakita. Wakita. Yeah, I think secretly Aunt Meg is just buying um, gallons of uh, KFC gravy and passing it off probably. as her own. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> gotta make yeah. it easy passing it and off as her own <laughs> apparently so you know how like in the north when we order french fries at a restaurant or at a drive through something like uh-huh. you can you ask for ranch like sure. that's that's your side well in oklahoma at all of the drive-ins and everything you get fries with a side of gravy oh wow so and it, so and like it is routine it yeah. is delicious. Sure. Like you get fried chicken with a side of gravy. I mean, so like every single grandma slash elderly aunt has their own gravy <laughs> recipe. So- <laughs> I love that, and I also love Aunt Meg is just this like uh, metallurgist yeah. like artist. She's like a hippy dippy <laughs> artist, and that uh, yep. that comes that's paid off later in the movie too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it gives her the warning. Yeah, I think that she's also yet another lesbian character. In oh, oh, definitely. Sure. She's like passing <laughs> yeah. down like her wisdom onto Joe. I love that mm-hmm. moment. Big. I love that moment where they're sort of reflecting that Joe still isn't Same. completely over uh, Bill. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. says the line about, uh, oh man, what did she say? That he he didn't keep his part of the promise he or didn't whatever? keep his part of the bargain of the marriage vows. Yeah. To, Seems like old times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with everybody downstairs. Um, yeah, I I love the setup and the payoff of her like weird front lawn, you know, metal art. Um, yep. And she also has like guys at her house that are like helping her like make this stuff because it's like yeah, that shit's probably tough. Welding she, and all that. Yeah, she's so amazing. <laughs> she just has people want to be there around yeah. her all yeah. the time. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that and the, and it kind of makes sense, like because you see on the sign once Wakita is destroyed, like mm-hmm. Wakita, like population of five hundred and fifty people sure. or whatever. So in a town that small, she probably has some young strapping neighbor boys <laughs> yeah. who come over and help this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Lifting single by choice <laughs> <laughs> like grandmother type do her metal artwork and then she repays them in chicken and gravy sure I don't, <laughs> although I don't know that like you know being an, an artist in a town that size is uh, financially 
wise. <laughs> oh God, no! Money, money makes no sense here because no. she's no. got this like huge house. Yeah, and <laughs> she like, probably has some sort of a storefront where she sells all of it. Uh, yeah. In a town of 500 people, though? Everybody everybody has one piece and they're good. I don't know if that's very sustainable, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a sustainable model. No. And it's not lucrative in a town like that because um, even a town when we grew up, where we grew up, that wasn't lucrative either. Yeah. yeah. I feel like once uh, Joe's aunt's house, like, is, like, decimated, she's going to rent, like, an RV and she's just going to, like, travel the Midwest. Sure. She oh, could, yeah. She could move to, like, Sedona, Arizona, and, yes. and there she could set up, yeah. like, a gallery where you can buy mm-hmm. the wind chimes and all of that stuff. Yeah. And it would and sell it. And she'll meet another voluntarily single woman. Yeah. I yes, was going to say, pass her, pass her, like, uh, motherly wisdom onto another yeah. younger lesbian. That's- maybe yeah. maybe she's just, like, has, like, groves of, like, weed growing, like, behind the house that we just didn't see. That she's and selling. I could see that too. Yeah. And she does the turquoise um, jewelry. Yes. That's yeah, perfect. Oh, well, man. Maybe that's why Rusty is so excited about going there is because he knows he can replenish his stock. There you go. There you go. I think we've got a handle on the Aunt Meg sequel. <laughs> the, the Aunt Meg, like, limited a ten, series. Yeah, a 10, a ten episode Aunt series. Becomes a. I was going to say, I've already in my mind recast the Bill Paxton character just with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> oh, he was perfect for that. I think that he would be perfect for that. <laughs> we can even we can even keep in Helen Hunt. It can just be a... Kristen Stewart today, but it but with '96 era Helen Hunt. I mean, yes, I mean oh it, can be, with, it can be with it can be with with so 2020 well. Helen Hunt. Yeah, bring back Helen Hunt. <laughs> With anything. Yeah. <laughs> so like, at, at some point, they, I think they leave Aunt Meg. We have the craziness at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. And then it's that big twister that takes out yeah. Aunt Meg's house, right? So Because yeah. they just yeah. left her. So it's, they're yeah. still kind of in the vicinity. I went to this movie at the Lewistown drive-in. So I saw this movie yeah, at the drive-in. <laughs> I want to say even the tornado that came through... Lewistown even did some damage at our drive-in, I think. It did. I think, I think it, it did, yeah. I think it, it took off some of the screen. It mm-hmm. did do some of the screen and um, at the base of it, too. And so they had to replace that, which was tough for a small town. Yeah, I even know what movie they were showing that night at the drive-in because I remember hearing it over the radio that it was canceled. Do you remember what it was? Because I do. I don't remember the movie. It was Wild no, Wild West starring Will Smith. <laughs> was the movie oh that was God, showing at the really? drive-in. I just have a weird memory of listening oh to the radio for updates when I was with my dad. Because we were in Upper Spring Creek camping, I think. Mm-hmm. And us listening to the radio. And they did come over the radio saying that Wild Wa- the evening showing of Wild Wild West was canceled. Due to a tornado. Of course it was. Of <laughs> course it was. It should have been. <laughs> I know. It should <laughs> never have been showing on that screen. So this yeah, that, yeah. So this drive-in movie theater is showing uh, a revival of The Shining. Yeah. Which, on this dark and stormy which night. Pete and I have been going to some drive-in revivals. We just went to Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. I yes. would love to see The Shining at the drive-in. Yeah, it's kind of long for a drive-in. You'd probably only get one showing. 
you wouldn't mm-hmm. get a double feature because it's kind of long. Yeah. But um, yeah, we get some. There's some really cool special effect shots of like when there's lightning behind the screen and you can see the tornado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think awesome. I think they did a really good job with the visuals, in and this. especially yeah. that the tornado is going through the screen when Jack is trying to get through the, axing, the yeah the door. Jack's ask, axing the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did remember that the or I did notice on um, this viewing that for '96, I mean, I guess we're kind of giving it you know the benefit of its age, but the special effects are pretty good. Like yeah. they age pretty well. It does help that they're dark. That there's a lot yeah. to be forgiven that it's a dark tornado. Well, just in this scene, but I mean overall, yeah. I think they're still pretty good, even yeah. even the ones in the daytime. Um, the time I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're excellent. So yeah. I want to know, like, did they legitimately like drop a house on the road for that Dodge truck to drive <laughs> through? Because it kind of seemed like they like dropped a whole ass house. It looked on like a highway. It. I believe and drive through it. I believe so. they did. Uh, yeah, and it like rolls, like the house fully yeah. rolls. And I, re- I feel like I remember seeing behind the scenes stuff. It might have even been on the VHS. But I feel it like, is- yeah, and I feel like it was just like the skeleton of the house, and it rolled in, and then they just crashed the truck into it. They and I, it I think on the shot where it comes out the other side, that's CG. Like, I think okay. that explosion out of the side of the house is a CG-like explosion, and then it's the truck just going over a little ramp onto the road. Okay. But the, I think they did fully just roll some house. They did, and it, <laughs> they just... What they used was... I remember seeing this, too, Pete. So, they used just, like, those huge, like, wind tunnel blowers yeah. to to make that roll across the highway. Oh, but, yeah, they... They did the same. Yeah, That's they just put that house on there. And- That's insane. Um, I love the stuff that they did with throwing around these giant objects just to like give you yeah. the sense of like how crazy tornadoes are. Because I mean, I yeah. don't know what the hell tornado. You know, like I just feel like I see like oh, the Wizard of Oz, or <laughs> like you know, you see the destruction <laughs> on the news, but you never see. There's never footage of a tornado because nobody can ever get that close. Never so. footage of cows. <laughs> I gotta I, go. We got cows. We got cows. <laughs> Her delivery in that scene is so amazing. Here, we're gonna listen to a bit of it. I love it. Can't attack this thing from the south. We're gonna get rolled. Watch. Hey, I know you're upset. You you just gotta breathe. You both just gotta breathe. <laughs> Another cow. We got cows. <laughs> we got cows. <laughs> oh, mercy. Iconic. My favorite line from the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after the all the craziness at the drive-in where the one character... It's very like Universal Studios stunt spectacular. <laughs> it's like when you go see Waterworld at Universal and they like fly the plane into the tank. Yeah. That's what it. That's yeah. what this whole scene feels like. Yeah, because there's like a car that like flies into the garage that they're taking shelter. I actually in. think the twister ride at Universal was pretty much this scene. It was a twister ride. Yeah, it was like oh. an immersive ride that oh. they like. 
like shit was flying at you. Oh, I don't we'll remember. post what, a. What year was, what, what year was that? I want to say it was probably like ninety eight, and I feel like it just closed like last year at Universal. I don't remember. I was I was at Universal in two thousand twelve, and I don't, like I mean it's a very good chance I just didn't see it. But like yeah. I mean we had like the Mummy ride and everything, but I don't remember. Yeah, I would have gone a, on there was a Twister, Twister ride. ride. I, sure. I'm not sure which park it was. Maybe it was at Florida. Yeah, it was at Florida. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, it, yeah, it was at Universal Studios Florida. Okay, not That's LA. Awesome. Well, um, so after this, this is where we go back to Aunt Meg's house, where her house fully like gets devoured into the earth, like at the end of Poltergeist. Yeah, Plus, <laughs> this set's pretty impressive, though, when you watch it. Yeah, it is because yeah. that looks all practical. That mm-hmm. house falling apart around them. Yeah, um, that looks and they, pretty cool. They save the golden retriever, which is the most important part. I gotta say, yes. the dog. Yes. Um, and this is where they get their idea for Dorothy to, to like, to, for all her little, like, electrodes to fly through the air. Because, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, because of the, that metal work art, you know, installations. Um, because the Dorothy wouldn't work, like, the th- first two times. We yeah. lost her, We lost two. She couldn't quite make it up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't go in the Jeep truck. Right. And then... It, like when they just had it out on the highway, they couldn't get yeah. the. It would. It, it wouldn't take it. Out. It yeah. wasn't heavy the log enough. The log took it out. And, yeah. and Helen Hunt has her big uh, diva moment with her big speech <laughs> that we played at the top, <laughs> of, the the top of the episode. My favorite part yeah. of the movie. <laughs> because she has this weird. I mean, as we saw in the intro in the early '60s, where the first tornado took her dad, which. Mm-hmm. By the way, all he had to do is let go of that door. Yeah, and also, walk inside. What kind of storm, like tornado cellar, has that like little tiny yeah. hotel yes. room <laughs> latch yeah. on the door? Yeah, I mean, come on, like what? Do you have a bolt on the door? <laughs> this like, yeah, this like guest bathroom latch that yeah, they have was, on the yeah. on the storm cellar. <laughs> it was fully <laughs> like guest bathroom <laughs> latch is exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it took the door off with him with it, but, you know, her and her mom are four feet away, yeah. and they're totally fine. Yeah, so had he just let go and backed away and yeah. huddled with them back, he would have been fine. Yeah. And the dog. And the dog. And the they, dog. Got, they got Toto in. The dog that yeah, looks like Toto. Toby. They got the dog in, so, yeah. yeah. So, she from here on, this starts her, like, obsession with the tornadoes, but every time she gets close to one, she, like, needs to, like, get out and go look at it. She needs yeah. to like. She wants to see it. She wants yeah. to see inside of it and all that she, stuff. Um, she's looking it, for closure her entire it, life, or yeah. it's her it's her her fascination with death. Sure. Ooh. She wants to oh. look into yeah. his eyes. <laughs> I mean, you're you're right, Amy. This tornado is like a giant metaphor. <laughs> Jamie Gertz was right oh, that she just assumed that Bill was talking in metaphors when he used to say that he used to chase tornadoes, chase storms. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. in this twister represents a lot. Sure, there's a lot of there's a lot of themes going on. Yes, um, and one of the themes is brought to you by PepsiCo. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> because all of the little flyer things are Pepsi are Pepsi cans. So only. many cans of Pepsi <laughs> and Diet Pepsi. Pepsi. And Dodge. <laughs> yeah, and caffeine free Pepsi. <laughs> So, so we get our montage of them cutting out the little, like, you know, the little propellers to put on each and every one of those little spheres inside mm-hmm. Dorothy three and four. 
Uh, yep. And they have like gardening gloves on because they're all getting like crazy like paper cuts. It looks terrible. Yep. Yeah. Seems uh, really like it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And all the while, we keep cutting back to the corporate shills. And as much as they give Bill like shit about how they don't respect him or whatever, they keep following him. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, but finally, it like, when it gets to like, the real shit, our real F5 tornado. Which, mm-hmm. this F5 tornado, I mean, I don't know what tornadoes look like. This mother is gigantic. <laughs> like, Huge. I almost feel like they, they kind of, uh, cheated the scope of it a little bit just so it would read impressive on film but it is just like it's huge well they keep they say it's a mile wide yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say they keep saying they say it like two or three times i mean i guess it is an f5 yeah and um you know we, th- is this the one where the big uh like gasoline petroleum truck comes flying at them and and yeah, the up and blows up. Yep. And they you know. drive through the fire, but the Dodge truck is totally fine. <laughs> Without a scratch. <laughs> like a- Thanks, Dodge. There are <laughs> there are a couple of inconsistencies with uh, crashes on the windshield. Yes. They 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 get like a branch or, some, or something on the windshield, and then they drive through it, and then three seconds later, that crack is no longer Gone. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah. The crack was right in front of like the driver's side windshield so yeah i guess they couldn't have it there forever but it's they're probably working with multiple trucks too yeah oh i'm sure oh, yeah totally and also yeah. and also i mean i i noticed that a lot yeah yeah and but we are four people who have seen this movie multiple times yes, this is true. Yes. <laughs> so we noticed those things i actually noticed at the start of our viewing today when we first get introduced to uh, Bill and Melissa, and more importantly, the red Dodge Ram. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a helicopter shot. The truck is driving on a highway, yeah. and the camera zooms in closer, 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 and it goes right into you know, so you could see them in the the cab of the truck. I noticed on our TV, you, you could see a reflection of the helicopter in that oh paint my, job. Really? Yeah. yeah, if you have I a nice, that too. if you have a nice TV, you can clock it. Yeah. I didn't see it. The paint Absolutely. job on that truck is like so like cherry. Oh, it's, it's glossy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful truck. It is. It is. We can't say enough about it. <laughs> this episode is not like sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Dodge Ram. We would gladly no. do that. We would gladly take one. <laughs> so, um, so they try to do one of the Dorothys. They take it off the back of the truck. It gets like, it does, you know, the wind kicks it over. It's not heavy enough. So they decide they got to anchor it. And this is like their last chance. You know, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? It's not strong enough to go up on its own. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, you know, Dread Pirate Roberts is closer. So let's just <laughs> tell him what he needs to do. And at least we can have a successful you know at least yeah. we'll get the data the because yes. because that's how because that's like what solid people they yes are. they're the like, pure science they don't care about yeah. taking credit for it they just want yeah they, they just, just want the information the science. yes they care yeah. about the science and they and they eventually want to help people so with like tornado research so this is when we get to this shitty scene where they're calling him on this on the cb and he's just like oh fuck you guys like you're trying to help me like yeah. get off the line or whatever and Bill Paxton fully 
addresses the driver directly, like Joe or whatever. He's like, Joe, like, I know you can hear me. Like, stop. You're like getting driving in the way. And like, Carrie always turns off the, the thing. And like, fucking Joe fully gets like Final Destination with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Final Destination 2. Yeah. <laughs> He gets that log through the windshield, man. And he was the one who was saying we should listen to him. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was an innocent party in all this. Yeah. And it was the Dread Pirate Robert, yeah. Robert who was mm-hmm. really gung-ho about it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a raw deal in it. but it's, Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone gets sucked up by the oh, tornado. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like multiple of their cars get sucked up by the tornado, right? Like, not yeah, just there. No, everyone in that Everyone. Yeah, in the, oh, my God. Did they get the whole line of cars that were parked? That's crazy. Yes. yes. Crazy. I mean, the the entire line does. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, just so you guys know, an F5 can get up to 2.6 miles. Holy Ooh. shit. So, that one mile That's is crazy. a small F5. Well, well, fuck my drag. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so they all get swept up in the tornado, but we actually see the uh, Dread Pirate Roberts truck fly up and then get kicked out and blow the hell up. And they're just like, ah, damn you. Yeah, that's what you get for for going for corporate sponsorship, (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) So this is where they decide they need to keep Dorothy for now. Strapped inside the truck. The truck will be strong enough. And they like hide in this crazy. They get to like a farm. Farm. I yeah. love uh, yeah. the barn. That's pretty much the um, the farm from Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, I think it's probably the same one. Slaughterhouse tools yeah. everywhere. I mean, like Leatherface like is fully like set up camp in this barn. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> it is. It's just. It's just the stereotypical like horror movie. Like we'll be safe in this barn, and then you look around, and there are all these instruments of torture, yeah, all of these sharp <laughs> objects that can fly at you. Know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, they they leave the barn because it's too like dangerous. There's some really cool stuff of them like running across like the prairie or whatever, and like dodging you know debris and like ducking down and like all this crazy stuff that's flying towards them. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people had issues with the way that they finally kind of, like, survive. They like anchor they, themselves on that well, right? Yeah. Yeah, they use the horse halters, and they secure themselves to the water line, sure. which goes which goes deep underground. Makes so sense. Like it's that's, not going to get ripped out that's by this pretty anchored. Yeah, yeah, that's anchored pretty deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the water line is, is anchored deep. The leather is strong. But our, like, fleshy human bodies yes. would probably get ripped right through the leather oh, yeah. belts. They'd get ripped the fuck apart by all the debris that's flying yeah. around this one-mile-wide yeah. tornado. Yeah, there's, like, there is going to be some stuff that gets ripped. Like, I, so we were in Florida during a hurricane, <laughs> and we went out to go and check the stuff the next day, and there are literally shingles skewered oh my God. on, like, rosebush oh Stems, like, <laughs> that's not for an F5 tornado. Oh my I God. mean, so, 
like there would be stuff flying all yeah. over, like cutting them the fuck up. Absolutely, <laughs> but of course they get out yes. unscathed, scot free, <laughs> like nothing, nothing but great views of the inside of the tornado, and it dissipates as soon as it goes over them. Oh yes, they're in the eye of it, and it just is yeah. like glorious internal shots with yeah. the, with the weird internal like mini tornado inside of the big tornado, like all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, the data immediately goes to their, like, crazy, you know, 1996 laptops that are not plugged into anything, Um, (laughs) even for power. (laughs) Right. They're not plugged into anything. There's no Wi-Fi in this bitch. No. Not even, like, there's not even a cord that goes to, like, their cigarette lighter. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's just battery packs on those thick-ass laptops connected to a satellite. That's all it is. And that (laughs) damn TV with the music. (laughs) Playing playing, uh, Eric Clapton videos on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the data starts coming in immediately. And, you know, like, we did the job. Yay, hooray. And they come out. And, you know, we see that really cool shot at the end of, like, all the destruction and that one crazy, like, Days of Heaven farmhouse is, like, sitting there untouched. And the family comes out of their, you know, storm shelter. And I love how 90s the kids look. Yeah. Like they're well, and of course, of course, it's a young family with small kids who yeah. are like the same age that Joe yeah. was when she went through her F5. Mm-hmm. But... Of course, they were spared. Yes. Well, cause I because I love in, in yeah. Wakita when she sees the family that gives her, like, PTSD because they look like her family did at the time. The mom yeah. is fully in the nightgown, little girl in the nightgown, dad in, like, full-on, you know, cowboy dad outfit. Yeah, with the trucker hat. Yeah, yeah. and the Wranglers yeah. and the belt buckle and all that. But then yep. this family at the end... Um, they're a little bit more updated. And like I said, the kids, they're like little boys and they fully like look super nineties with like big baggy t-shirts. Like, yep. Little shorts. I was like, Oh my God. Those kids. That parachute pants. It's yeah. my only complaint about the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I have no complaints about this movie. I love this movie so much. So good. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like there's just something about it that I really, I mean, yeah, like you said, it was the hugest movie of 96. Everybody, you know, in a certain age bracket went, saw it in the theater. I know it was like prolific at like, it was that time when VHS tapes for movies. They became affordable. Started to get super affordable and you could just go to Costco and pick up a bunch of them. Um, Also, this is at a time with summer blockbusters. This movie is not based on any property. Yeah. It's a high-concept movie of this is going to be a big Spielbergian movie about tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like they sold the script with a a 10-page treatment without even a finished script. Like, they sold it to Amblin with just the idea, and they gave it to Michael Crichton to write. Yeah, he was paid two point five million dollars to write the screenplay. Oh that was not based wow. on anything. It was just a pitch to Spielberg. Well, they just wanted to reproduce Jurassic Park. Yeah, they wanted to reproduce Jurassic yeah. Park, but make it weather related. Yeah, yeah, with a, so with, with a di- yeah with a di- different Which source. I yeah. love. It's just like it's stuff that you never see studios take yeah. these type of chances. Yeah. And like, cheers, yeah. to Michael Crichton for making you know the protagonists. A female character, 
yes. you know. A, she, a female gay character yeah. who doesn't know she's gay yet. Yes. <laughs> she, has <laughs> way, she has way more shit to do than Ellie Sattler in Jurassic Park. Like she, sure. you know, yep. she has way more of a character, of a story, yeah. you know. And that's probably what made Helen Hunt want to sign on to the movie. Yeah. 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 It's like a writer development and a character development at the same time. Yeah, totally. And it's like mm-hmm. you would, you, you can kind of sell it both ways like you can fully just be like well bill paxton is the hero and he's like this rugged guy and he drives this you know gigantic truck <laughs> and all <of> that <laughs> but really when you watch it it's joe's movie she's it's the fully one it's she's Hunt's the one that movie. you walk away with yeah. with her story yeah, it's her story for yeah, sure ever and, ever. and i feel like i feel like in this i mean we talked about this the last time that we had the podcast together but i feel like this era of late 90s this was like the last time where you had these innovative original concept movies that were just huge blockbusters yeah for sure because like after that end of the 2000s it's all kind of like remakes or Mm -hmm. sequels on comic books or you know something like that but back then it was all about the story and i feel like this has a really good story to it yeah it has the emotional meat yeah to really carry it through yeah yeah, yeah, Jurassic Park, but with tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, I love and lesbians. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I just think it's really cool that it's. I feel like it's kind of getting. There's kind of something in the air right now with people remembering it and well, talking about ha- it. Did you guys see that uh, clip for an interview that Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser were doing? They did like a reboot of Mad About You last year, and. The guy that was doing the interview, clearly a gay guy, and he's just like, oh, bitch. I told all my (laughs) friends that I was coming to interview you, and they all said to say, Helen Hunt made me gay in Twister. (laughs) (laughs) And she was just like, she was just like what like like come again and then it was funny because it's cute in the in the interview that helen hunt gets the joke and she's just like well that was clearly our motivation yeah for the entire yeah. making of twister yeah. was to so was to yeah. and helen hunt and I, yeah i feel like this is one of those like there aren't a lot of movies that span the gay community for both gay men and yeah gay women yes. but this absolutely does because we can like, all agree on like, it i I mean, I I modeled and still model my fashion choices after Joe and Twister, <laughs> and I feel like there's a few like Wild Fang like photo shoots that are based on Joe and Twister, and yeah, yeah like I love it's it. just it's just one of those that everyone can really relate to. Like it yeah. made everyone gay, even totally. if they don't want to admit it. Yeah, for sure. There's been marriage proposals. There was a meteorologist who got proposed to in front of by a tornado. His husband in front of a tornado because they <laughs> love the movie Twister so much. Yeah, we'll post a photo of it. Yeah, I don't. I really, I really appreciate that Joe. Like, I mean, this. I mean, it has a romantic storyline, but Joe never plays it as the woman who's seeking out a romantic storyline. Like, right, she's, yeah. Like it's it's. I'm just gonna do my thing for the love of science. Yeah, and. And this is what I love to do, but this romantic storyline is kind of secondary. And I think that was really revolutionary for female characters back then. Yes, Because they were all, yeah, they were all written as, like, your your primary motivation is that you are seeking your man. 
and that was not her primary motivation, which I think is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. The the whole like pure science angle that we keep that we keep going back to is yeah, that's really strong through line through this, and it almost feels like she's very much has this attitude with Bill that's just like, okay, you're back, that's cool. Like, granted, it's to like get the divorce paper signed or whatever, but she's like, if you're gonna be here, I'm gonna put you to work. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got shit to do, you yeah, know. Exactly. And it's like you're you're back in my world now. So if you're going to be yeah. in my world, I'm running this show, and she's clearly running the show. Yeah, you can so. be here, but I need to use your truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting the power dynamic because while a lot of the crew are very much like "Welcome back, welcome back," and like calling him like boss or chief or whatever, but yeah. like they've kind of adopted calling. Joe boss because when mm-hmm. they say it on the CB like both of them go and reach for it because yeah. she's like well you've been gone dude so like this is my game yeah. now so um, yeah. yeah so we're clearly dropped into her world you know mm-hmm. and she's just like in charge so yeah she's the HBIC yes. the head mm-hmm. in charge <laughs> yep. yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just very very interesting this like this queer following that this like I love it. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I we, love this movie. I still love this movie. We need yeah. to we need to start printing Twister t-shirts. Yeah. With we Helen need, Hunt on them. We need to start a campaign to get like a 4K transfer so we can <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> some Joe, some Joe t-shirts. Oh man. Just Joe. Joe. Yeah, merch. just Joe. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need Bill in this. We just no. need Joe. <laughs> We can get yeah, oh my yellow God. cheap truck. We can like figure out some kind of like a Joe cosplay situation, but just like maybe Joe and Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, <laughs> I'm so in to do that. <laughs> oh man, we'll I all go it. chase tornadoes together. Oh man. Or so we can, like my my thing <laughs> after this movie was. I wanted to make a band that was called the Storm Chasers. This is Ooh. this is my Oh, I'd love it. Would it be like a lesbian <laughs> like punk band? Oh, absolutely. But I mean yeah. when I was like 11, it was just this open 11? Con- yeah, it was just this open concept <laughs> that I would have a band called the Storm Chasers. I love it. A riot and girl band. Film. Yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Do we have any yep. last thoughts about Twister? I know. I feel like we've kind of taught like talked about our final thoughts about and it's one movie. of those movies that sometimes i pick these movies and then i have a second thought i'm just like does this really fit the theme and then it's just no, sort of our but theme. then as you start talking about it of course it fits the theme of the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah this definitely fits the theme of our show for several reasons i just love the idea that all of the people involved in this movie made it with zero clue that in 20 years, it would have this like, weird... <laughs> Such an impact. <laughs> Such an impact. Yeah. Like, it's just got this yeah. crazy queer following. I don't know. Maybe there are some people on board that were like, when they were making it, they were just like, I don't know. This, she's, she's playing this character a little good. They probably had yeah. like a lesbian costumer that sort of oh, had, yeah. had an yeah. eye for it. <laughs> yeah. Scott, do you know who did who did the wardrobe for this movie? No. Oh, we'll have to find. find oh, I thought out. I thought Hold you'd on. have that oh, in no. your pocket, just ready to go. He, he can, can look it up out. on the on the IMDb's. I like I I do. I wonder if it's a lesbian but, wardrobe artist. But you know what else are they going to put Joe in? 
Sure. You know, like I feel like she's a woman you, on the go. It's utilitarian, you know, for her. Yeah. 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 And I like that they didn't try to doll her up at all. Yeah. Like they they put her in work clothes because she's out working. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't sure. like she's not wearing tons of makeup. She doesn't have her, have her hair all up and done. It's like messy and yeah. like she wears a tank top underneath her coveralls and that's what she wears because she's out <laughs> doing shit and that's just what it is. Yeah, for sure. And and I also, like you know, the Melissa character is kind of there to give you this like antithesis mirror yeah, image. Contrast. Yeah, contrast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the costumer yeah. did a lot of yeah. um costumer did a lot of movies with Jan DeBont. She ended up doing the haunting. Uh Ooh. she did face off. The haunting where oh, yeah. uh yeah. oh where Pete, she did showgirls. Oh she oh she This is from the costumer of showgirls, by the way. Oh shit. Um a perfect murder, hollow man, so she's worked she works with uh Paul Verhoeven a lot. Mm-hmm. Um she's done Maleficent. Yeah. Behind the oh, candelabra wow. with um with Soderbergh. Okay, these are all very powerful female driven yeah. uh, projects that she's worked on. Oh, I know what my final thoughts are. Okay. Are be of the movie. So, tell us. We've just been home alone bored and all that we can do is just drink on our couch. So, we've been watching old MTV Movie Award shows on YouTube. They're on there. Look them up. Like the and entire oh, broadcast. The entire of like- broadcast of the MTV Movie Awards broadcast. And I'll say, like, the movie awards in the mid-90s were kind of the shit. Like, they were, like, exciting award shows that got some motherfucking movie stars to go. And we, for this year, so this was released in 96, so this was, was it the 97 movie awards? This was the awards? 97 movie awards. And so the best yeah. movie category was is out like of on fire. <laughs> so it was Scream ended up winning it. It was Scream, yes. Independence Day, The Rock. Yeah. Twister. Um, Twister. I don't think Twister is best movie, but okay. it should have been. And also like Men in Black. But yeah. just like movies that just had a staying power about yeah. them. Yeah. That just yeah. like I a watched lot of- The Rock recently <laughs> and fucking loved it. Yeah. But it's <laughs> just like people d- like nineteen ninety nine, that movie year is talked about a lot, but nineteen ninety nineteen ninety six had some bangers. Yeah. Yeah. And- I didn't I didn't know that all of those were out in 96 yeah. like men in black yeah independence day is still amazing yeah, men in black so yeah i mean scream is still one of my all-time favorite like horror genre Shout movies out to our screen episode. we I just mean, did it last week yeah we just reviewed yeah. scream so yeah i mean this is one of those movies that like if you haven't seen it where have you been like <laughs> you need to watch especially for our younger listeners too yeah. like track this movie down it's really entertaining yeah yeah, it's really good. It's really good to just watch with a group of friends and just talk about it. Yeah, it's fun, sure. and it, and it's not something that you compare to anything else because nothing else, nothing on else is like scale it. has been done. Mm-hmm. Well, for there sure. was that movie that came out into the storm. Do you remember that? Oh, Which was sort of the, um, the oh, spiritual yeah. sequel, the Twister knockoff, but instead of Storm Chasers, I want to say that. It was Richard Armitage yeah. from The Hobbit. Yeah. I want to say that he was a high school science teacher. Uh, but very forgettable. Yeah. Nobody remembers it. And there's also The Perfect Storm. Ah, uh, yes, with George Clooney. Yes, George Clooney. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. But that's terribly like sad. Out, out of the involved. ocean. Yeah. Well, also in 1997, there was the um, volcano 
movies. So yeah, there was just sort of a um, natural disaster, natural disaster, um, yeah, craze, craze in the late nineties. <laughs> this kind of you could say this kind of started that off, sparked that craze. Mm-hmm. Volcano and Dante Speak are both um, inferior to Twister. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was – because there's – what year did, like, Day After Tomorrow and all those, Those were like, 04. Yeah. 04? Okay, yeah. so it was long after this. I just – I re- there was also a year of all apocalypse movies. Yeah, like 98, of- Dante's uh, – or 98, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah. After that, like, there were a lot of, Armaged- like, Armageddon, the world is ending because mm-hmm. of a comet striking the Earth kind I of I mean, movies. probably the success of a movie like Twister ended, like, that's probably how a movie like Armageddon got greenlit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie is, it's iconic. It's legendary. We definitely recend uh, you go out and watch it if you haven't already. It's always on and off streaming. Too. Yeah, it's, it's usually either, on something. It's either on Netflix, I think, that we saw it on the Peacock app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is on Peacock, and Peacock is free right now, so you can go and stream it there. Or you can probably just rent it for a couple of dollars on iTunes or Amazon. Yeah. But you should own it, just like we did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We picked up a cheap DVD. Yeah, we bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Picked up a cheap Blu-ray. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank we you will have so you on. Yeah, we definitely. will have you on eventually to talk about Julia Stiles and Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, for sure. Because I feel AKA like the movie that I can quote from top to bottom because <laughs> I watched it over and over. There again is a lot a to unpack Love with it. that character that needs a whole episode of just us talking oh about God. the lesbian icon that just, is Julia Stiles. Yeah, just cat. <laughs> That's it. Oh, cat with a K. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Well, this has been so much fun and very, really amazing. It was great to see you. Thanks for coming on our show. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. We'll Thank see you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. On the next America's Next Top Model. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Movies That Made Us Gay. Yes. We would love it if you would rate and review our show on iTunes. You should always give us five stars. Definitely. And you should also write us a review. We need more reviews. We give need us more one. Reviews. If you write us reviews on iTunes, it helps our show to uh, kind of get recognized and uh, show up on more platforms, especially on iTunes. And uh, if you do write us a review, uh, we will read your review on the next episode. How yeah. about that? How about that? We'll read out your entire review in the next episode if it's positive. And uh, give, oh, you, be give you a little shout out there. So we, we love all of our fans and keep on giving us five stars and start writing us new reviews, everybody. Our Patreon site will be launching very, very soon. Yes, indeed. We just recorded our first movie commentary. Yes, we did. And it was and so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was kind of nervous of how it would play back, but we we tested it out and it kind of works. Yes, indeed. It worked really well. So uh, our first movie commentary track is ready to go for our patrons, and we will be launching our Patreon site very soon. We would love it if you would support us on Patreon. There are several tiers for you to uh, 
to decide upon. And if you don't want to uh, do a monthly thing through Patreon, you don't have to. We'll post our Venmo. And you can send us a tip. Yeah. Just to help us keep the podcast up and running because podcasting ain't free. So anything that you uh, give to us, anything that you donate or tip us will be put directly into keeping this podcast on the air and keep bringing new episodes to you every week. We've been doing this every week, you guys. Yeah, we've been going pretty hard, especially during the quarantine, just because we partly need something to keep us occupied. Yeah, for sure. This has been Keep us from going crazy. For sure, for sure. Thanks so much, everybody. We will see you very, very soon. Bye. Bye.